This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Hey, thank y'all for being here. I'm so uh, stirred up. I was going to remain fairly calm uh, today. And during the teaching of the Word, <clears throat> I hope that we can just uh, have a kitchen table talk, you know what I'm saying, where you can hear the still small voice. But before we get to there, I want to uh, share a thing. You know, this being Mission Sunday, Sam and I had made a, a, a commitment where missions were concerned. Greater, we, we use a greater measure this year because we need greater harvest. Uh, so we so we made a, a commitment of a greater measure. See, look at a wonderful opportunity, and and you know each person has to decide in their heart, you know their own measurement, uh, uh, purpose in their heart, and then be che- one you can be cheerful over, you know uh, where the Lord is concerned, because that's what He loves. And so anyway, I, I want to just take you very quickly through the uh, my process uh, this week. You know, I I listen. Uh, to uh, a minister that I'm, uh, I've been partners with, and all, and it was a uh, it was a partnership CD. Anyway, he sent it, so I, I, I listened to it, um, and he was talking about how to, uh, you know, really how to flourish during famine, and of course that centers around sowing seed, uh, as the Bible teaches. So, but it, but a statement was made in that. I think that I listened to this before, but I never really heard it. And and he was uh, he said, simply said this: If what I have is is not my harvest, then I know it has become my seed. That's a powerful statement. The second powerful statement was just an aha moment for me. Everybody ever have an aha moment? A husband should all go. Yeah, she's right beside me. I've had anyhow. Moving right along, yeah, went over your head, get the, uh, listen, listen to it the next time. Um, the second thing that he said in that was that God had dealt with him about uh, sowing a significant seed, and he said, and he asked him this question, he simply said, you know, uh, which is greater? You know, uh, what, what is happening in this ground that I want you to sow in or what you're doing? And boy, that just really clicked with me. So I, I had a, um, I had a piece of machinery that um, that has been a dream of mine for a long, long, long time to uh, to have. And I've had it for a year or so now. It just wasn't working, uh, you know. Out, I've got so many other things uh, going, and uh, so I decided to sell that. Oh, I need some operating money, but more importantly, the operating money that I really need is that God, we're in the last week now, if a mission Sunday's coming up, I'm leaving you from a seat. And so, uh, anyway, long and short of it, I'm going to tell you what, if you want to see miracle money manifest in a hurry, put your faith in, in this. Uh, because, of the, you know, the decision's a little yin and yang in that, where you go, you know, God, I've been thinking about this, this is something you blessed me with and helped me to get, and it's a dream of mine and all of that kind of stuff, but it was like, you know, but you know what, Lord? What you're doing is more important than what I'm doing. And if I'm not doing what you're doing, then why am I doing that? It's as simple as that. And that decision was made, and now our faith is is on miracle. I'm going to tell you what. Now here that comes six hours away on the run, cash on the barrel. Had that thing went, and I put my money. I mean, Cindy put our seed in. That happened yesterday. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Are you listening? I mean, did you know listed it and, and uh, uh, got three phone calls and, and you know three little nibbles, but the last one the hooks in the thing and just I mean on, I mean a man on a mission, just a God thing all the way. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you know when when what God is doing becomes more important than what you're doing, 
Oh, don't you worry about it. I told Miss Cindy, I said, now you watch this now. I said, I'll get another sawmill. And it'll be even better than the one I just got rid of. But praise the Lord. Anyway, I hope that encourages you or helps you anyway. I mean, we just got to tell on God, don't we? I mean, that's not of my doing. Uh, that God, you know, uh, God, God gave, you know, the Lord gives and the Job said the Lord takes away. He don't never take anything away but a seed increase that send it back to you better than you ever dreamed that you would have to begin with. That's the truth. That's why he could say that. That was a true statement. Job, uh, you know, the Lord said, Job ain't lying about me. He told the truth and he had it from an honest heart. He goes, it all came from God. It's all for God. What is it? You know, if it's gone, God will give me more and God will give me better. Amen. Oh, I'm telling you, there's a summer shift happening right now. And if you and listen, you need to be sensitive to it and understand it is a system shift. It's getting more of your life over into the kingdom of God and how God does things, which is, and let me tell you how God does things. See, he seeds, he, in, he grows, and then he causes a harvest and he helps us to reap it. Everything comes from seed. Everything in this life starts as a seed and it uh, winds up as a harvest. Oh, glory to God. Well, you can be helped if you want to be helped. Amen. I'm not, we're not being arrogant or crass or crude in any way, shape, or form. I'm just telling you, you, you will be glad that you made the system shift here in the days that are ahead. Certainly last year taught us that, my goodness... Shouldn't I have more control over my outcomes? Are you listening? Well, I'll tell you what. The man with the seed will never be the man that's in need. The world system is made, is meant to cause you to always be a beggar for bread. The, the kingdom system is cause you to be a producer of perpetual seed. And you'll never, ever, ever have a need that seed will not meet and exceed. Well, I feel good. I could go home right now. You could take that. You know, listen, uh, uh, don't eat all the bread as an appetizer. Stuff some in your sack. Take it home. It'll be good warmed up. Be real good warmed up. Amen. But let's get to the main course, shall we? We've been talking about restoration because God is doing he said, I will restore. He, we're in this refreshing time from the Lord. We're also in the time of repentance. Anytime you see repentance, the changing of minds, the changing of hearts, the changing of decision and direction, let me tell you something, that is God at work. And when you see God at work, I'm going to tell you, God's not just up to something. God is up to uh, changing everything. Being set right and put back together correctly, accurate as he wants it. Amen. We could have titled this message, Coulda, Shoulda, uh, Woulda, or Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda. However you want to mix that all up. How many of you have ever uh, had some places in your life where you had an aha moment and you, like uh, Naomi here uh, in the book of Ruth, uh, down about the sixth verse, it says, One day she got herself together. Have you ever had one of those uh, one of those moments in uh, a time and place where um, you kind of got yourself together? You had an aha moment. This is not who I am, who God meant me to be, what God meant me to do or to have. So why am I still here? And this is the kind of moment that she had. Now, understand this. It's difficult when you're, when you're at your lowest low. The first whole five verses talked about what had happened. You know, it seemed like a good idea, but it turned out to be not a God idea to go down to Moab. When it got down there, there's a way that seems right to a man, but when it got down there, it showed that it wasn't right because there was death and destruction. She lost her husband. Are you listening? Now understand in, in, in that, that this is he is her he is her provider, protector. She lost her husband. She has two sons left. They married uh, uh, they married Moabite uh, women. Then the then the sons died. 
And see, they were taking care of their mama. So she's left with her two daughter-in-laws. And, you know, uh, uh, things weren't good for her. They didn't look good for her. It had gone from a bad situation, what looked, what seemed right, and ended up very, very wrong. Uh, and it went from bad to worse. And sometimes, you know, uh, it's during those times that we're more sensitive to seek God, to look to God, when we don't have nobody else and we don't have nothing else that we can lean on that, that, that we can look to so she looked uh, getting ourself together is our real self do you understand what I'm saying I don't care I don't care how much uh, dirt and stink you got on you from the pig pen of the world are you listening amen listen this world system in a rush and a push and a shove to get to the top of the garbage pile is not where, uh, that's not the end game. That's not the goal here. Are you listening? Hello. Oh, how could you call the garbage pile? Well, because, you know, that's what Paul said. He said, everything that I have accomplished, everything, all of the letters after my name, all of the credentials, everything I made of myself, he said, I count it, it's just on the garbage pile compared with the precious treasure of knowing him. Really knowing him. You listen to the pastor and the pastor this uh, week. That's the purpose of this life is to know God. I don't care what mat, what comes, what situation you're in. In this, let's know God. Amen. And you're not going to stay where you are because I'll tell you with God, he has a higher view of you. He has a higher place for you. He has placed you at the top of the order of all creation and called you very good. The rest of it's good, but you are very good. Isn't that right? Pulled you right up close to himself. Now we fell down from there. See, but don't trip over this. You don't got to stay down even if you are down. If you never, you may be as low as you think you can go, but I'm going to tell you what now. There's one place lower. You wind up in the devil's hell. Not just have a hell on this earth, but wind up in the devil's hell. <gasps> oh, I wish you wouldn't say that. That's not politically correct after all. Well, you know, but it's perfectly correct where the truth of the word of God is concerned and sometimes we just need to have the truth don't we not harsh and spoken in love why go there that's not meant for you I didn't say you know uh, I said the devil's hell that's who it's made for the devil and his angels now men are going to be there that all tangled up with the world's devil are you listening with the world but why do it when Jesus made a way and he is the way oh he's more than the way he's the life I got to thinking about, I'm going to lose life in this place today. Not just any kind of life, the life of God. You know, we limit, we have a limited viewpoint of life, but God's kind of life is even if they put you in the grave, even if there's a death sentence on your life and they put you in the grave, like a Lazarus. Are you listening? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Didn't I tell you if you just believe in me, just trust me, you'll see the glory of God. And the lady he was talking to did believe in him, did trust in him. But she said, well, now, you know, if you had been here before, there was, you know, there was a time I would have, could have, should have believed that, you know, but it's beyond restoration right now. He's dead. Jesus said, roll the stone away. It's like, oh my God, didn't you just hear what I said? He stinks now. This, this, everybody's going to know he's dead, dead. Which everybody does at this point in time. Jesus said, roll the, the stone away. Because he said this, no honey, it ain't someday. It's today. I am the resurrection and the life. I don't care how far gone it looks. Jesus kicked it. Listen, he is the, it, it was the, the, the ultimate miracle. Amen. It is the ultimate. It's what we're asked to believe in more than that. That God raised Jesus from the dead. That God raised Jesus from the dead. Well, he saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. Sit on the stool, Bruce. Stay on the stool. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. He stopped the death direction 
of the widow woman of Nan who had lost her son and he restored him to, he resurrected him and restored him to his mother. I'm talking to somebody today. It's hard for me to hold on to myself because I feel that kind of life stirring around on the inside of me. And I'm going to lose life into death situations today. Into, into what the devil has told you. It's over, honey. It ain't over because God's about to sing over you a new song. God is about to put a new thing together. God is about to take what seemed like it was lost and restore it all to you. Come on now. All right, now that I've rung the dinner bell, can we sit at the table? And let's talk a little while about this. One day she got herself together. She and her two daughters-in-law to leave the country of Moab. You know, there has to be a decision to go in a direction and go... And there's only two directions, on the way back to God, on the way towards God, or the way, or the, uh, way away from God. But you know, we all have to, I like this, it says one day. You know, she's been a lot of days down there. And those days had turned dark. And, and the darkness just deepened. You know, it wasn't a year or two, it says, you know, even with that after... Uh, after 10 years, for the next 10 years, they lived there in Moab for the next 10 years. But then the two brothers, Malan and Killian, died. Now the woman was left without what she, one day she came to herself. Doesn't tell how many days in between there. But you know, when it's been this away for a long, long time, it's kind of hard to see it any other way, isn't it? I mean, when you're a long time in the setting and in the picture and that becomes the image that imprints on your... That's how you see yourself. But it says one day she came to herself. Well, she had heard that God was doing something. Somewhere. And it wasn't just anywhere. It's where she belonged. It was where she belonged. Coming to herself realized, what are you doing an Israelite down here in Moab? You don't belong here. Anybody ever have an aha moment where you think, I don't belong here. There's just something not right about this. This does not fit. This is not really the, the reality that God has. This is not the truth about me. It might be the facts. And it might seem actual because it's factual, but it's not the truth. And boy, I'll tell you what, truth can come to you. The Bible says, if you continue in my word, why do you go to church, preacher, for a paycheck? Oh, honey. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, it pays to go to church now. Don't misunderstand me. Because you go get the Word of God, and if you'll work that Word, it'll work for you. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm confident of this. I know that it's worked for me. Boy, if it worked for me, it'll work for you. Anybody, whosoever will, if you just believe the Word that God puts out. And I need that Word because, you know, I, Pastor Sandy sent me a pretty picture of a Boston cream pie. Anybody know what a Boston cream pie is? Yankee food, you understand what I'm saying? But it's good stuff. I mean, it's vanilla uh, cake with pudding uh, uh, in between it and then this dark chocolate frosting on the top. I don't know why they call it a pie. It's really a cake, but it's good. She sent me a picture. She goes, because I challenged her. I said, you know, been a while. Been a while. I can't really recall or remember. So she sent me a picture. She's taking a picture of her food because she's really a good chef. I'll tell you, honestly. Uh, you know, don't let me hold you back. Keep practicing, baby. Uh, and she sent me a picture. She goes, here's the proof. It was a picture, a memory picture. And I told her, I sent her back a thing. I said, yeah, but I can't live off a of memory. Do it again, sister. Do it again. Amen. See, I can't live off of, off of yesterday's bread. I got to have, give us this day our daily bread. I, I, I got to... See, this woman found that place. Everybody has to find that place and create, carve out of time and space, that time and space to get together with God so you can get yourself together. I have to do that every day. I mean, the future is unknown to me. Even tomorrow, I'm going to have to sit a while. 
Are you listening? Put my, take another look in the book because he's going to be looking back at me and saying something to me uh, about my future because his plans are for the future. And it may just be as simple as, you know, son, you need to get in your truck, go down and check your cows today. You need to pray for this one or that one because it's a difficult day for them. You need, to, you need to be sensitive to this or to that. You understand what I'm saying? But everybody, listen to one day, and I believe this was the beginning of a new time and a new season in her life. One day she got herself together. She had heard that God was doing something. And where she was, she realized God ain't doing nothing here. How many of you ever realize where you're at? God ain't doing much there. Why am I going to sit here till I die? I'm going to move uh, where God's doing something. Are you listening? Hallelujah. She heard God was doing something. You know, why would we have to have that place? And why would we have to create or carve out of that space? I uh, remember making a statement, caught myself in the middle of it, said, you know, well, uh, I'll probably have more time this next week. The truth is, I'll have the same amount of time this next week as I had last week. It's just going to determine how I use it. Yeah. I got the same amount of time. So if I learn to control my circumstances, that's having dominion. Learn to control your environment and your circumstances. How? Just like God does with the words of your mouth. We don't have time to deal with that down in there. But, you know, let's say what God says. Find out what God is saying. She, she, she found the place where she could hear, and not just hear it now, but she heard it down deep inside of her. God's doing something. I'm looking for God. So I'm, And when you're looking for God, you'll see God, God will show you He's doing something. The word will come to you. Of his work will come to you. Oh, in the deepest, darkest place of your life, there's God. That still, small voice. Light at the end of the tunnel. And so she got on Restoration Road, as we as we saw here. She got ready to leave. You know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to accept that if God's gonna replace something, restore with a replacement that's better. He uh, realized there first has to be a removal. You've you got to be willing to swap the old for the new. Are you listening? It, you know, why would I hold on to this that is less than God's best when I can let it go? Some of you got some stuff you need to let go. And the minute you're ready to let go of it, are you listening? Because it's your plan. I said it's your plan. It's a good idea, but it's not a God idea. And you let that go, I'll tell you, here comes God's plan. Here comes the God ideas in your life. That's the truth. We've got to learn it's a process of exchange. So she got on Restoration Road, and it says this. It says that now the one that says this, that uh, she and her two daughters law with her, they... She, got, she started out from the place that she had been living and she got on the road back to the land of Judah. Now, the, uh, you never will finish if you don't start. Which is harder, the finishing? No, the starting. Especially when you're starting out from underneath the barrel. You're starting at the lowest spot. See? Are you listening? The first step out of the valley. It's the hardest. But you know, it's the, the first step out is the first step up. Amen. And realize this. Remember, restoration is a process. So she started, and she started to make progress in the process. Let me turn over to uh, Philippians. I want to read this out of the Passion Bible. And it says, uh, chapter 3, verse 12. I get by with a lot of help from my friends. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Now listen, here's Paul. And uh, he's speaking the truth here. I, I believe this is, we can see Jesus in this. We can see Jesus saying, just Paul, just write this down. This will help, folks. 
It says, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance. Now, I'm mid-sentence mid here, but I want to stop with this. You have to ask your question in coming to yourself before you start out, you know, uh, from where you are that perhaps you do not want to be. You, don't, you no longer need to be there. You, you really have to answer, the, answer the question. I believe that the Lord would ask us, is, 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 is this all I have for you? Do you believe this is, do you believe that, that this is all that, there, that I have for you? Will you believe that I have greater for you than here and now? And what is happening now? What you have right now? That's a very simple question, but it's pretty profound, isn't it? Because one, you know, it locates us uh, where past and present is concerned. That suddenly we have to be separated from that. We have to start out from where we've been and where we are in order to embrace the future where God wants to take us. You know, God took Egypt, took his children out of Egypt and he brought them through a process of training for ruling and reigning in order to bring them into his highest and best, which was the promised land. So anytime God brings us out, we get on the road to restoration, he brings us out from what at one time seemed like a good idea. Go down to Egypt. And it worked a while for the children of Israel till it didn't work no more. You know, sometimes it works for a while till it don't work no more. When it don't work no more, are you listening? We need to come to the aha moment. This ain't working. God has better for me than this. And what is that? And then you're in a transition. There's a shift of system. See, and we'll be willing, though, to go through that transition of a training time and walk out, walk it out with God and work it out with God. You know, Sam and I have been in a few scrapes with death. Uh, here we had a car accident about seven years ago. Now, goodness sakes, it was a five-year process to even really get any kind of closure where that was concerned. We really even felt like you could just catch your breath. It felt like the wind had just been knocked completely. <coughs> out of us and we were just trying to survive uh, but also during they realized yeah this is not God this is not who we are we're, we're supposed to thrive see? You know? but we were talking about that process and we grew we grew during that we grew we grew you know uh, and, we be and we now know we didn't know it then but we we come to know a God that we never knew before during that process because we had no one and nothing else to look to. That's right. See? It wasn't a world system thing. It was like, devil, you will not try to kill me and ever get away with it. You will answer for every bit of it. If you, if you could have, you should have. I know you would have, but you couldn't. Anyhow, it says this, I, I do not consider that I have acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. Are we, are, are, I see so many Christians that settle for so much less. There's a fullness. And this reason why they don't overflow. They never reach it, reach it for any fullness. See, the, the thing that God's pouring into you, no matter what size you are, you know, growth is growth. This thing can grow into a five-gallon bucket. But it won't fill it. The five-gallon bucket can grow into a barrel, but it won't fill it. You have to stay in the process. You have to stay under the flock. You see so many Christians that, that, you know, I've acquired. I'm good. I got all the God I want. Till it ain't enough. Till life. Are you listening? Hands you where it ain't enough. Mm -hmm. 
Anybody ever have an aha moment of it ain't enough? <laughs> well, does that mean that's all there is? No. There is a God who is limitless and you can press into Him and you can have more than enough. And you'll grow. And God's interested in us growing. Now listen, He says, I run with passion. See, I'm passionate. Uh, you know, now there's times when, you know, uh, uh, in your life, maybe the ebb and flow of life, when you know you, 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 you might have a little more fire than other times. But you know, plenty of wood still. Go pick up some sticks. You can let it die all the way out. Or you can be ablaze with God. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. You know, I mean, you know, it's hard to roast uh, uh, marshmallows uh, and cook hot dogs over ashes. Isn't that right? Build your fire and you can have s'mores till, you know. <laughs> Anyhow. It's up to you. The measure you have is up to you. Well, uh, but I believe this. Boy, I'll tell you, God's passionate about you. Shouldn't it be reciprocated? Wouldn't we be passionate about God? You know, I told Miss Sandy this morning. I said, man, I said, you just, you just, you just looking younger all the time. She goes, she smiles. She goes, you're lying. I'm not lying. I said, well, I'll tell you what now. I mean, you're looking better. This this vacation stuff, you know, if you'll agree with it, you'll be okay. <laughs> Wouldn't it be all right for her to just have some time to recoup and recover and renew? Because uh, it'll all start back up again soon enough. Isn't that right? Take a rest, sister. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, that don't mean pointing a finger and bossing everybody. A rest. Be blessed in that rest. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen to this. So he goes, I run with passion into his abundance so that, this is the purpose, I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. So the fulfillment depends on the discovery. It also depends on a passionate pursuit of that purpose. And what is that purpose? To know God. And then to make him known. To live in the fullness of knowing God. I don't know everything, but I'll tell you I know something about this God. I can tell you some things about my God and what He's done for me and what I've seen Him do for other people. And I know He's up to something right now. Even though I can't see it, He's working. And like I said, a restoration is happening whenever there's repentance. Is their heart softening towards God? Is their mind changing? Towards God, is there a different direction from the different decisions in life? God's at work. God's at work. Move towards that. You know, a lot of people get up, you know, want to say, you know, oh, let me tell you what the devil done done. Uh, you know, the devil is done. Understand? He's done as far as I'm concerned. I not get up every day, you know, looking for the devil. If he show up, he's done. I done learned enough about authority in Jesus, who I am in Him. He's underneath my feet. It ain't going to take too long to put my big self up on top of His head and stomp till He's down, dead, done. I learned that in that five years. I'll tell you that right now. Amen. Oh, I wish you wouldn't talk like that. You know, I don't even know if there is a devil. Probably not. Let's see how far that gets you. That'll get you down, down, dead, and done, too. <clears throat> now, it says this, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. Have you ever come to the end of yourself and realized that the only one that can do anything about that is God? And see, God, you know, I mean, He'll let you spin yourself on now. Because... Realize this, that then it's the grace that's sufficient for you. You realize you take the grace because you have no strength in your own. That's right. You realize it's His strength made perfect in you. How's it made perfect in you? You've run out of your own power. You can't fix it. You can't figure it out. You can't do it on your own. I'm preaching real good, but you know what I'm not here. It says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish it. I'm, I'm, we're taking 
a progression here in a process that happens which says I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this however I do have one compelling focus you know it's hard in the world with so many distractions to focus but God will help us to see sometimes we only need to see one thing and it is this he said I forget all of the past as I fashion my heart to the future and said well preacher I can't forget it because you're not fastening your heart to the future if you don't fashion your heart to the future, that you don't see the future, then you can never forget the past. What is he saying? You know, not remember it? No, it's like, have you ever, you, you, have you ever been involved in something? Say, forget it. It's done. I'm done with it. I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction. That's what he's talking about here. That's the term forget. Because, you know, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it's now the only one that will keep reminding you of failures and sin and struggles and defeat in your life is the devil. So, it, and he he always, he's got his laundry list, don't he? He know you well. He know us well. Oh, now are you really a Christian? Did God really say, you know, God might have said, you know, you're more than a conqueror and you're, you know, the, his special treasure and all that. But now you remember when you did this. <laughs> and you just look right now. See, you're still dealing with some of the consequences of your stupid choices now. I'm telling you what now. See, you're such a fool. Now listen to me. Listen to me. If you listen to him, that's what you're going to believe and receive. You're looking at, you know, Paul said this. He said, we have harmed no one, wronged no one. The man stood there and held onto the cloak of the people that were stoning Stephen to death. He was the instigator of that. And, and listen, but after he got born again, what's he saying? I didn't do that. That was Saul. I'm Paul. God has made a change in my life. Oh, there are name changes. Are you listening? The Bible says that when you get to heaven, God's going to give you a little special white stone with a new name on it. You can forget about who you were now. Even as a Christian, you, are, you ain't the same way that you used to be. You're not the same. Changed by the glory of God. Forever changed. Oh, my goodness sakes. I have, you know, I'm spitting in the mashed potatoes. Ain't it? kind of feel like my, my new self again. There's some stuff worth hollering about. <laughs> I mean, it starts to get on the inside of you. And this is where God does His greatest work, not on the outside. That's where the devil will always point to the outside. And what other people think and what other people know and even what you've done and this and that and everything. But God starts on the inside getting you together. Getting you back to your right and right right mind and your right self. Coming to yourself and it said, Listen, my father's house. See, I'm a child of the most. And if you're not, you need to make that decision in your life. Receive the spirit of adoption. It's not just a paperwork thing, honey. It's based on being born again on the word of God, not by incorruptible seed, but the incorruptible. Uh, seed of the word of God you will be born again and boy what God does the devil can never undo and God put his seed a holy seed on the inside of you it will grow and grow and grow the more you give attention to God my son and daughter attend to my words desire the sincere milk of the word I don't feel sorry one bit for people that have had the opportunity to hear the truth are you listening? You get yourself up and get yourself in a place to hear the Word of God. Because you desire the sincere milk, you'll grow. If you're a Christian, you ain't growing. You ain't desiring the, even the milk. Are you listening? There's <laughs> something wrong if a baby don't want to suck. Are you listening? Ain't nothing wrong with the mom or daddy or the milk, but there's something wrong with the baby. It's not right. Are you, are you hearing? Yes. See, well, you know, 
the church, the preacher, the people, the time, the this or that. Suck. Understand? Just get a little milk in there. Get a little of the good stuff in there. Get that old rancid stuff out of you. Are you hearing? This is the life that we live. The life of God. And boy, it's good. On the road to restoration. He said, I've got to forget all the, all the past. It's past. Well, it, ain't, it weren't all good and it weren't all bad. But you're not there no more. You can't live on, I, you know, I'll tell you, I can taste that Boston cream pie right now, but it would be better if I had it in my mouth. I would be telling the greater truth that say, I'm tasting it, and it is good. I don't have to say it was good, much as I remember, but it is good. Everybody point to a past and say, now, say, now, hallelujah, God, it's now, Boston cream pie, say, now. Ooh, taste it. See that the Lord is good now. He is good. Now, He was good back in 52. Or last century, 1999. Oh, it was a very good year. God was so good. I'll tell you here in 2021, the greater one is going to do greater things yet. He's greater still. Amen. All right, we need to hurry, don't we? Let's, let's go over to Proverbs. Uh, and then we'll be done with this uh, today. Forgetting the past, the key is fastening our heart. As I fasten my heart to the future, I will be forgetting the past. I can forget all the past. Proverbs chapter 3. This is one of my favorite verses of Scripture. I, I would call this a life passage. It's been a hallway in my life for have you ever find yourself between this room and this greater room? There's always a hallway. There's a passageway. This is a passage of Scripture. Portion. Passage portion. It's good for transitions. It says this uh, when uh, we, verse number five, when we trust in the Lord completely. Now that word completely is kind of kind of tricky there, isn't it? Well, my Lord, I'll trust you with this. You know, you got till Tuesday. That's all the time of trust I got. I, I'm out of, I'll be bankrupt by Tuesday. <laughs> if you don't have by Tuesday, go have you ever told God it needs to happen by such and such a time and God just said, well, you know. Lazarus is sick. I mean, he's sick, sick. Jesus camped there for three more days. Are you listening? Then another message came and said, well, woulda, coulda, shoulda, boy. He dead now. He dead. Why you wait three days? Because sometimes God just says, well, it's three days worth of trust, all you got. Don't limit the limitless one. Because if it takes more time than you got, don't you worry. God will take his time. But when the time comes, oh, I'll tell you, he'll just undo everything the devil done. Hallelujah. The Bible said Jesus, who was anointed by God, appointed by God, went about doing good and undoing everything the devil had done. Uh, hold on. Anybody got anything you're facing that the devil done done? And it seemed like that, that you know, uh, it, God's just taking his, his sweet time about it. You would have fixed it yesterday. Matter of fact, you would have, could have, should have, it never should have happened. Come on now, somebody. I mean, you've got to get over some of that kind of stuff where you realize, well, my future is far brighter than what is right now or what has happened in my past. And even if it takes more time than i got time for, God is not limited to time because when the time comes, the right time, He will cause it suddenly to happen and there'll be no undoing. Listen, what the, what the Lord will do because he's about undoing what the devil done. 
I feel that down inside of my deepest part of me. Listen, I can look all I want to at what the devil has done. That's all he's got on me. That's the best that he can do. But it ain't never going to be the best that God can do. God has anointed Jesus. And my hope and trust is in the resurrected Son of the living God. And he has sent, was sent down. And if he did it then, he'll do it now. If he ever did it, he'll do it again. And I'm going to tell you, he was sent. His assignment is to undo what the devil done. Oh my goodness, anybody out there need God to undo what the devil has done? You ought to get up on your feet right now, just for a moment. The Bible says, trust God completely. When do you trust Him completely? When you ain't got nobody else or nothing else you can trust in. When there's nothing or no one that can fix it, but this Jesus was sent to undo what the devil done. He's still in the undoing business. He's still in the making things right. He's still in the setting you up. You Listen, He's setting you up. And the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ is the ultimate step up. You're going to step up out of that death trap. You're going to step up out of that grave. It is impossible for death to hold Him and it will not, cannot, should not, could not, will not hold you either when you're with him. Oh, the Bible says when he rose up, he took Kalam captivity captive. He reached to grab the hold of you, honey. He saw you in the future and he grabbed the hold. He goes, if you will, you can come with me. You don't have to stay in what the devil's done. I'm here to tell you I'm going to undo it. I don't care what he's done. I'm going to undo it. I've been given the keys of life and death. I've destroyed. Hallelujah. It says this and then we'll pray and go on. I need to read it to you because, see, you know, Pastor Sandy, all preaching is sometimes when the preacher hollering and spitting in the magistrates is just putting that parsley flakes on the magistrates. Garnish. Presentation. But this word, this word is life. Spirit is the greatest dimension of truth and reality that there is. And this is what it says. Trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own opinions. One Bible translation says your own understanding when you don't understand. Trust in the Lord. Look what it says. It says he will lead you. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you. He will lead you in every direction you make it. As you become intimate with Him in whatever you do, He will lead you wherever you go. One Bible says He will make in all your ways. Just acknowledge Him. God, you're leading. Jesus, you're the leader. You're the leader. It's dark, but you're light. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to be afraid because you're with me. You're right in front of me. All I gotta do is just all I gotta do is just stay close to Jesus. All I gotta do is look to Jesus. All I gotta do is trust completely in this Jesus to undo what the devil done. My, 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 my. I'll tell you in this house and out there outside, wherever you're at, you might be by the like the leprous boys between a a rock and a hard place. Got the enemy camp here and they won't let you. You know, you think the church house is going to fall in if you was ever to show up. Let me tell you. And faces certain death and destruction. Let me tell you. I got good news for you. Jesus came to undo what the devil's done. Let's not let what the devil has done or is doing be the final word in your life. There is a deliverance. It is final. There is a direction and a destiny that depends on one decision. Trust, just trust in this Jesus. How do I do that? It's a simple, it's a simple turn in the heart. It's an opening of our heart to say, Lord, I have no one else. I have nothing else that I can look to or I can depend on. So I'm going to look to you. My eyes are fixed on you and my heart is turned towards you. And God, if you will, and let me tell you, he will. God, if you can, let me tell you, He can. 
God, I don't know why you should. And God says, I know why I should. I love you. I don't love you like you would love me or somebody else would love you. I love you with an everlasting love because I don't see you like you see you right now. You see what the devil's done, but I see what my son Jesus has done. And in a moment, I'm going to do a miracle. If you'll turn to me and look to me, in a moment, I am turned already towards you. And I'm going to do a miracle in your life. I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to start, give you a start on the road to restoration that you will discover my purpose for you. And that was you. My purpose was that I would love you and that you would love me in return because you wanted to. Just because you wanted to. God loves us just because He wants to. Then has to. Doesn't have to. He just wants to. So let's pray this simple prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe you. I hear what you're doing. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me anew. Give me this new life. I will trust you. I trust in you as much as I know how right now. I know you'll do the rest. Jesus, undo what the devil's done. Start inside. I'll give you all the praise. I'll give you all the glory. You will be my story from now on. Amen. Now listen, if you meant that, and I believe you did, you're about to discover the greatest life that you could have ever that you could have ever had. Amen. God will do more and be more. Take you further than you could have ever taken yourself. God bless you. I thank you for the opportunity to come before you. And listen, we congratulate you on that decision. We'd love to help you with it. But please contact us. Let us, uh, let us know. And we'll do everything in our power, everything that we can to help you in the first steps. we got some free materials. We'll send them to you. Better yet, listen, come on by. Come on. Come on by and find out what you've been, the family you've been born in. And they'll love, I'll tell you, these folk around here are loved by God and they'll love you. they got more than enough. And uh, you'll be in good company. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.